listeners, this is Lumpkin County Middle School Business Podcast. I'm Kendall. I'm Walker. And I'm Summer. We're here today with Ellis Childers from PFS Investments. Thank you, Ellis Childers, for being here with us. On today's podcast, we'll be talking about investing. According to Balance.com, people often lose money in investing. Has this ever happened to you? Yes, it's been happening all week to most everybody that's invested or that has money invested. How many types of investments are there? There's quite a few. The most common types of investments are stocks, bonds, mutual funds, or cash equivalents like money markets or things like or savings accounts. What is the main reason people invest? To grow their money over time. I mean that in the most simplest terms. It's that's what it that or to preserve their to preserve their funds for a later time frame and there's different mechanisms to put to achieve different goals. During our research we found the best places to invest are stock markets and investment bonds. What is your opinion on these? You guys caught me on an awkward day. Um, have you guys noticed what's been going on in the market markets this week? Those, the markets are significantly down across the board upwards of 4,000 points as of today. This would be the 7th or 8th Friday that is closed negatively. There was the largest sell-off in, I believe, history yesterday on the market. That's why I said everybody's losing a little bit of money this week. But um, in regards to um, equities and bonds, right now there's a massive rush towards towards bonds, the bond market, which has driven the yields or the, the returns on those bonds down quite a ways to almost historic lows. Right before I came in here, I believe that the, I can't remember, I believe the 10-year yield was like 1.67%, and that's, it's been dropping. Um, that could have been the 30-year, I don't, I don't recall offhand, but um, bonds right now are the, desired investment vehicle with this sell-off happening because it provides a little bit of a, a little bit of safety a little bit more safety um, as this sell-off continues there'll be a certain point and nobody can tell you when it's going to be not me not any other person that does what i do is going to be able to forecast when that happens however there will <clears throat> there will eventually be whether it's next week, next month, or next quarter, there'll be a transition from bonds back into equities so that people can capture or try to capture some of that, some of that rebound in the equities. Right now, um, as far as equities are concerned, if, if a person had the money on, this, on the side, you'd probably want to be pretty conservative about what you're getting into. Most just this week, most equities are down between 20 and 40 percent, on average about 30 percent. So that's Apple, Google, what the large cap, small cap, and mid cap companies are all down fairly significantly. Which, prospectively, depending on where you fall on the on within that perspective, can present a buying opportunity to where you're getting those equities or the stocks at a 20 to 30% discount from where they were two weeks ago. Um, I'm trying to think of 
think of one, like take Apple. Apple is down 30% today. I couldn't tell you where exactly it's at, but I was listening to the news on my way in here. So Apple's down. So if you were an investor and you were looking at Apple because it's a pretty solid company and you were looking at it two weeks ago, you might have been a little hesitant to get into it because the markets were at all-time highs. This week, with this sell-off, that's, that's created a, an opportunity for people to get those stocks that they're interested in, that they, value, that they think are valuable or, or have that value at a discount. And as the market recovers, they'll be able to capitalize on, the, on those earnings, if that makes sense. As far as bonds are concerned, bonds are a, probably a pretty good bet at the moment, considering nobody really knows when this is going to slow down. Does that answer your question? Okay. Um, <clears throat> is there more of a risk when losing your money when making big investments? Risk is risk. Is risk. You're going to incur a certain quantity of risk depending on the investment. Um, whether you have $100,000 invested or $10,000 invested, that risk doesn't necessarily change if you're in the same investment. You're incurring the same quantity of risk. Now, you have the potential to lose more if you have more invested, but that can be determined, I mean, that can be caused or by multiple factors, like, because you have different kinds of risk. You have unsystematic risk and systematic risk, and of those, neither applies to the size of the investment. It, the risk is associated to what type of investment you're in. If you're in bonds, you're carrying a lower risk, but you're also looking at getting a lower return. If you're in equities, you have the potential of a higher loss because you've taken on more risk, but you also have the potential of higher earnings. Does that make sense? Um, that kind of already answered the next question, which is what other risks are there when while making investments? Well, within, okay, just think about it like two categories. Systematic risk is stuff that you can't, a business cannot control, such as market or the market risk, interest rate risk, or inflation risk. None of those things a, an individual company can control. Um, the Federal Reserve will control the inter, or controls the interest rates. The market can fluctuate. In this particular situation, what's caused the, the market risk that everybody's currently experiencing is the coronavirus. That's caused this, has at least initiated this sell-off, and that would be, that is a perfect example of, of what market risk is. It's an unforeseen market risk, as most of them are, but um, that's why they're calling it a black swan event and, and whatnot, but that, that's a wonderful example of market risk. On the unsystematic side of the risk categories, you have business risk, which is poor business management that could cause you to lose your money. If the company's not operating properly, typically they don't succeed, and that would be business risk. Credit risk, if they, over, if a company overextends themselves or gets too, gets out ahead of themselves to where they've, they've got too much debt and not enough income. Um, regulatory risk, that, that would apply to companies pretty much all companies, but take Google, for example. If the federal government decides that Google's too powerful and engages with, you know, whatever kind of antitrust laws or 
violations that they're trying to propose, that would be regulatory risk. That would impact Google's bottom line and, and their business model. So, and then there's legislative and political risk that's impacted by Washington and the, the position of the company within the market. Um, sovereignty risk, that applies to companies that are in, or stocks that are invested in other countries. So any kind of fluctuation with that country's markets or that country's sovereignty and, and just the manner in which they conduct themselves can have an impact on your investment. And then liquidity risk, which is how quickly you can get to your money. And certain kinds of investments have more or less liquidity. So that's probably more than you wanted to know. According to fool.com, you have to decide what type of investment you are making before you invest. What other types are, are there to start investing? Uh, what other factors to consider before you start investing? Yes, sir. Um, well, your risk, your risk tolerance is very important. Your timeline, how long you have to invest, like as you consider in your guys' age, like you, you would have, you have the time to get into a, a more aggressive positioned investment because regardless of market performance over time, even in a situation like now, historically speaking, the market typically recovers and, and expands beyond that. So how old are you? I'm 13. So 13. So you've got right around 49 years before you need to retire. So you have plenty of time time in your time or in your time horizon to to experience the ups and downs in the market and with somebody that has that extra time the most i would suggest the most important thing is figure out where your risk tolerance is and just stick with typical fundamentals as far as as far as your risk the dollar amount um, that you have to invest can can impact what kind of investment you have um, costs and fees of the different investments, um, whether there's management fees for mutual funds or whatnot, that's that should be a, a factor to consider because some of them, some mutual funds have higher higher management fees, and that's because they're designed to do different things or they're managed more aggressively than others, and and therefore the fees are higher. So, and then incentives and services, like if there's any incentives to making an investment. Some companies offer incentives you'll see or hear on the radio, you know, if you get $500 free dollars if you invest X amount of money with, with this company and, and do and invest it. Therefore, that would be an incentive. And then services, like what kind of, what kind of service that company offers. If, if you're investing your money with somebody, you probably want to be able to get a hold of them if you want to do something with your money because it's yours. Um, if the, if their if their service aspect of things is is poor, it, it may impact your decision to invest your money with them, or you might want to get um, have your money invested with somebody that where that's more accessible. What are the four most common types of investing? Most common, I would probably say stocks, bonds, mutual funds, and money markets. According to the money advice service org 
you need to review your needs and goals to decide what you invest. Are there any other tips you would recommend when first starting investing? Your time horizon, risk tolerance, and liquidity needs. If you need, like, you don't want to get into a long-term investment with funds that you might need in 12 months. That's not long-term. Um, now, granted, there's unforeseen events that people can experience that would require you to have to have to have to liquidate some of your assets. And again, that's liquidity risk. If you're invested in an, in something that has that ties your money up to where you can't get it out, that's going to impact your that should impact your decision depending on your needs. So I'd say your time, risk tolerance, liquidity, and and goals with the investment. If your goal is long term and to have it grow over time. You certainly don't want to get into a very liquid money market because you're probably not going to get the returns that you would get in a growth in a growth stock. How do you open an investing account? You can go to uh, there's multiple online institutions. There's multiple brick and mortar institutions. Um, a bank. You can get in touch with different investment companies um, and. For you guys being minors, it would it would be through your parents setting accounts up for you. But I'm pretty sure that they're you guys are not getting on and opening a brokerage account or typically. So, but your parents could for you. What is the difference between a stock fund and a mutual stock fund? Uh, between stock and a and a mutual fund. Um, a mutual fund is uh, a fund that's comprised of multiple different stocks. It, it, um, it allows the investor to get more diversified than if you were just in one stock. So in short, to answer your question, a mutual fund is comprised of different, different stocks and sometimes bonds and different securities, cash equivalents or whatnot. And that, that's the difference. The, well, there's an, uh, there's an additional difference. Stocks, um, you can trade fractional shares in a, in a mutual fund, whereas with stocks, you, cannot, you can't typically trade fractional shares. According to frugalrules.com, your money multiplies by your interest rate. Does your interest rate vary depending on other variables? Yes, your interest rate's gonna vary depending on the performance of the investment. So if the, if, if the company you're invested in is doing very well, like take Apple, for example, they've done significantly well over time. Everybody knows who Apple is. Um, there's, their returns for their products fluctuates depending on their performance throughout that year. So, that's what's going to dictate that. This has been a great conversation. We'd like to thank our guest, Ellis Childers, for talking with us today about investing. We've learned a lot, and we hope our listeners have too. Thank you. Thank you.